What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, folks. Today's Bob Seska Show is brought to you by our Patreon page. In case you're not aware, we produce four podcasts every damn week. That means a new show every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Now you might be wondering why you don't see the Friday show on Apple Podcasts and wherever the hell you listen to podcasts. That's because our Friday After Party podcast, with all of its revealing discussions about sex, drugs, rock and roll, and politics, is only available through our Patreon page. So please help support this show by subscribing to our Friday After Party podcast for just $10 a month. We're also posting all kinds of free content on our Patreon page, including our Wednesday interview show, people like Eric Bollard, Randy Rhodes, Malcolm Nance, John Fugelsang, Frank Conn. And Tom Nichols. That's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorable. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. This was not written for chiefs. Hear this? Among my people, we carry many such words as this from many lands, many worlds. Many are equally good and are as well respected. But wherever we have gone, no words have said this thing of importance in quite this way. Look at these three words written larger than the rest with a special pride never written before or since. Tall words proudly saying, We the people. That which you call Eid Plebnista was not written for the chiefs or the kings or the warriors or the rich or the powerful, but for all the people. Down the centuries you have slurred the meaning out of the words, We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, to ordain and establish this constitution. These words and the words that follow were not written only for the Yangs, but for the Koms as well. The Koms? They must apply to everyone, or they mean nothing. Do you understand? I do not fully understand. Bob Seska! If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show! <laughs> 
Let's see. It's the only way to come back from a vacation. Welcome to back by Captain Kirk reading the preamble to the Constitution. I love it so much. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, July 30, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest damn soap ever. What's up? My name is Bob. Hi. Hello, Bob. Hi. Uh, day 922 of the Trump crisis, day 85 of the constitutional crisis, 462 days until the 2020 presidential election. I'm back from vacation. And Buzz is sitting right there. Hey, Buzz. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. It's great to have you back. Uh, yeah, by the way, about William Shatner, yeah. he recently said in an interview uh, that he does not hear the affectation in his delivery. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> he even says, in that clip, he even says, he doesn't say the word people. He says, people. He says, people. Yeah. Among my oh. people. Oh, but my favorite was tranquility. Tranquility. Which he, which he pronounced tranquility. Tranquility. <laughs> Uh, you hey, gotta I, love the show. I, I, I missed you. I missed doing the show with you. Missed you too. Uh, thinking about we go together like Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor. Uh, I think a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe too much. I don't know. <laughs> I know we're holding. But I, I have had it, Bob. Yeah. I it's time. It's don't you think it's time for Baltimore to go back where it came from? God damn it, Baltimore, go back to wherever you came from with your silly who's, accent. Who's with me? Uh, it's not you know it's not easy being a rat in Baltimore yeah. because you're you're living in the shadow of the rats in D.C. That's true. Hey, here's the thought. What do you say we skip the impeachment and go straight for the tar and feathers? What do you <laughs> okay, think? that's we, perfect. We Pro- the that? best idea I heard all week. There you go. I'm actually a little. In spite of the good news, we have good news to talk about today. And, yeah. and in spite of that, I'm a little down about tonight's Democratic debate. I mean, uh-huh. as far as I can tell, this will be the last time we'll ever hear from Marianne Williamson. <laughs> Thank I think, God. I think. Yeah. yeah, her and Andrew Yang get get away yeah. from serious people. Thank you. Yeah, and to Tim Ryan and John Delaney and Steve Bullock and John, John Hickenlooper and maybe maybe Amy Klobuchar. Which there goes the dream ticket of uh, Klobuchar Hickenlooper with a three foot long bumper sticker. That's out now. That's true. But I'll I'll end with this. I just my last observation before we start talking yeah. about the events of the day. I see uh, in the news Capital One changing its credit card slogan to "Who's in your wallet?" <laughs> is that is that true? That, no, no, it's oh. not true. That's that's where the rim shot goes. <laughs> you silly man. Okay. All right, all right, yeah, all right, all right. Thank you, my friend. Hey, <laughs> hey, I am, uh, like I said, I'm back back from the break. Uh, did anything important happen? I think a few things. You know what? So many important yeah. things actually did happen, Buzz, that your monologue jokes there reminded me that there's a debate tonight, and I completely forgot about the Democratic debate. I it's had hard no to stay, idea. It's hard to stay on top of what just happened as opposed I to, know. you know, anything that might be happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I spent uh, a good week. I had a good vacation. It was really Relaxing. Good. I feel. I, I feel recharged. So. I don't feel as uh, suicidal as I did leading <laughs> up to no, the vacation. I, I didn't take the week off, and I don't feel as suicidal either. And this is great news for our listeners because yeah. I think they're they're already cheered up too. I think, mm-hmm. but but I know that you and I are not just because of your time off for your benefit, but for both our benefits and the benefit of the people listening. Uh, closer than ever to impeachment. Uh, yeah. it, 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 the word is out there now more than ever. It's it's a serious thing now. It's a very real uh, possibility. Uh, in any event, a lot's happening. If you'll recall, I, was it six months ago or whatever I said on the show, we, we doesn't have to call it impeachment. It, we can <laughs> we can call it anything we want to <laughs> yeah, uh, as long yeah. as we do it. Well, it, it appears to be 
seriously underway. And this could be a very exciting week still ahead. Now, what are the new powers that uh, people like uh, uh, Chairman Nadler are going to receive now that there's an impeachment inquiry underway? Because now, what, they're able to get more documents through the courts? The courts are going to be a little more lenient because of the existence of an impeachment proceeding? Is that what I well, understand? Or is, it, is yeah. how, how does this yeah. help the Democrats specifically? I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining yeah, I just us. Instead of throwing a, a late uh, rim shot on that <laughs> no, one. No, I, I, I wish I did know more about this, but I've read a plenty that uh, Congress does have more powers. And yes, specifically yeah. in terms of being able to get compliance, to get documents. Yeah. Uh, con- uh, Congress has a constitutional oversight responsibility, and it has to be able to get this stuff. And uh, uh, it, it particularly, these, it, it's, like, it's like taking a, a power pill. Yeah. Uh, as far as investigating the president goes, uh, like I said, I don't know all the details, the ins and outs of it, out, outs of it but I know that uh, Congress can get more stuff now that they haven't been able to get from this stonewalling administration. Uh, it is like a power pill. And I think that's uh, it's the best way to, to describe it. I think that's the point of starting this is that now. Uh, Nadler, Schiff, uh, Cummings, uh, all these guys, uh, Chairman Neal, they can all get their hands on these documents that right. they wouldn't have otherwise been able to get. The grand jury uh, testimony, they can now get those transcripts uh, right. th- through the courts. Obviously, there'll be some sort of attempt, I assume, by uh, Bill Barr and Donald Trump to block the receipt of those documents. But, I mean, that's all kind of technical process shit. I mean, the fact of the matter is... And delay. This, it's y- delay. It's yeah. delay, but... The fact of the matter is the important thing is that this is now underway. We are now headed uh, at breakneck speed toward an, mm-hmm. toward an actual impeachment vote. And I can't see the actual vote eventually being blocked. I see this going straight on through to a yep. vote on the floor of the House to impeach Donald to. Trump. And, I, you know, of course, I have to give a hats off. I have to give a round of applause, too. To all of the all of our listeners, especially who were keeping the faith with Nancy Pelosi, and say, "Look," and I'm looking directly at you, Jason Brosca. You know, guys like that. A lot of our Patreon supporters too were like, "You know what? Hang on, Nancy Pelosi's got this. Don't worry about it." We and, were hoping, now, but yeah, we just I, couldn't see it. You know, that's what, and I think I said that on Twitter at some point, responding to somebody is, you know, it, it may be that Pelosi is absolutely right. This was yeah. before you know we heard about the the. Uh, court papers that used the word impeachment like 67 times Uh, (laughs) before before that happened uh you know i was saying of pelosi uh yeah i i think she's you know there's a good chance she's doing the right thing i just can't see it from here well guess what i mean i was pretty down i i was very close to throwing in the towel at the end of last week. Yeah, me I too. S- seriously was because I saw the support of Trump and I saw uh, nothing going anywhere uh, until those court papers came down until uh, Jerry Nadler spoke the word impeachment. Yeah. Um until those things happened, I I I just didn't see any way out of this which made it all seem pretty pointless. I had sort of reached that point. I said, here's what I said, I'll give it till Tuesday. I'll give it till Tuesday. If yeah. things don't well boom, the very next day, uh you know, outcome those court papers that yep. the, the court filing 
uh, the lawsuit that was filed uh, with so many references to impeachment and Nadler using the word. And and now I've read some behind the scenes stuff about what Pelosi has been saying, which is really she's not going to she's not pushing this publicly, but she's completely let it go privately. She's told House lawmakers, as long as they don't attack each other yep. and as long as they don't make it all about impeachment, then they may say about impeachment whatever they please. That's and right. that's a first. Uh, you know, she, and, and she, too, has said that uh, he has committed impeachable offenses. So uh, more than ever, she seems very open to the idea. And uh, we knew this day would come as we have now reached almost half of the Democrats in the House uh, calling for impeachment. Yeah, what are we at? Uh, 107 House Democrats? Oh, no, no. Ding, 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 ding. It's Dude. up to 100, 110. Oh. 110 now. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I, pressed, the, I pressed the wrong button. Uh, there <laughs> oh, we go. I, I think we can laugh, uh, you know, a mocking, victorious <laughs> laugh. Hey, that. look, yeah. I just came back from vacation. My fingers don't know where the hell the <laughs> buttons are anymore. Maybe, maybe they do. Maybe it's like a... Maybe it's like a Ouija thing. Your hands automatically goes to the right sound. I liked it. I thought it was inappropriately mawkish. Let's see. Let me see if I can still find some things here. Trump is a fucking idiot. There's that. How about this? Trump is crazy. There's that. There's jo- <laughs> Jody's noise. Oh, the here's the important one. Attorney General Bill Barr. You wait. You can. You do. You wait. There's that. That works. Okay. I think we're all set here. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you're you're exactly right. And the main thing that I'm taking away from this process, and and one of the things that I was concerned about. Uh, prior to this actually all transpiring last week with the impeachment is I was concerned that Nancy Pelosi simply was drawing a line in the sand that she was not going to allow the House of Representatives to cross. And that was deeply concerning to me. But now that we have, you know, I I guess patience should pay off. I need to learn all of my (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi lessons. I need to be patient. Uh, I need to wait. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Screw patience. I know. I mean, but it's hard. It's challenging when you see the entire deal falling apart every day and you go, where are the gatekeepers? Where are the people who are supposed to be putting a stop to this? We learned all these years that you cannot behave like this as president of the United States, even as a candidate for higher office, you can't act like this. And where are the people to actually proceed with those repercussions? And I wasn't seeing that. Yeah. And, but Where's now, the fire department? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and now I see this moving forward. Uh, we now have all of these Democrats lining up, more than half, um, 12, at least 12 since Mueller's testimony last week. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, we still need to get Adam Schiff. Someone needs to, I think Rachel Maddow needs to oh. grab Adam Schiff by the lapels and go, what, what, are you, what are you thinking, man? My God. Here's, here's my theory about Adam Schiff. When we first heard... By the way, that was that, my, my Rachel Maddow impression right there. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> we first heard, yes. <laughs> I don't even remember now. <laughs> when, when, when we first heard, I think you were going to say when we first heard that there was an impeachment inquiry underway. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, okay. No, that wasn't it. We, we'll move on. We'll come back to it. <laughs> Shit, it's going to be fine. Nah, it's going to be fine. Don't even edit this out. <laughs> well, so um, I guess that takes us right into Mueller's testimony last week, which is, I think, right. uh, maybe the first or second biggest story of the past week or 10 days or so. Uh, the uh-huh. other one being Russia invading all 50 states. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, but yeah. Mueller's testimony last week. Um There were so many things to rejoice about. There were so many things to be irritated about. The irritating things had little to do with Robert Mueller himself, had everything to do with guys like Chuck Todd. Fuck you! Who seemed to think that somehow... 
uh, impeachment hung in the balance based on whether or not Robert Mueller could be this dynamic, uh, garish, Broadway-style performer uh, in front of the dais and the uh, House Intelligence and Judiciary Committees. And, and of course, that was never going to happen. Um, no, I invested some time in, in telling people to lower their expectations for yeah. Mueller's testimony. Uh, there was only one thing we needed him to do, and he did it, and that was to help get said what's in the report yeah. uh, that no one has read, including members of Congress, uh, still. Uh, and, and it was so important then to get him to say that. And he said some very important things. I think the upshot of my summary of his testimony last week was that uh, for all the 200 questions, the nearly 200 questions that he didn't answer, for all the, the, the references to other sources and that sort of thing that he did, uh, failing to answer so many questions, he did answer many with some very powerful, undeniably powerful answers yeah, yeah. that uh, did two things that confirmed uh, what was in the report, which is what we needed him there for. And also he brought new things to the table that had not been revealed in his report. Uh, uh, thoughts uh, that were not included in his report. And it really, I thought, augmented the report. Yeah, I can see why some people were disappointed. But if they were, they were looking at the wrong thing. I mean, one of the things that I didn't expect, going back to what you were just saying with regard to uh, things that we didn't expect, Trump uh, or <laughs> Mueller to say, not Trump. We expect uh, everything to come out of Trump's mouth. But in terms yeah. of Mueller, um, the, the thing that I was most pleased and shocked to hear was Robert Mueller saying that Donald Trump was unpatriotic for uh, yeah. asking for Russia's help in the election. And that, that I mean, I had been waiting for something like that and waiting and waiting and waiting. In fact, you could actually say I've been waiting for something like that going back to the days after 9-11 when all you had to do was give George W. Bush the skunk eye and you were immediately labeled <laughs> as unpatriotic, as un-American, right, you're with right. the terrorists and all the rest of it. It's about damn time someone from a place of authority actually labeled some of these cowards and crooks unpatriotic for their actions. Uh, and that's exactly what Robert Mueller did to Donald Trump in that hearing. I mean, he confirmed. And it was in the form of these great kind of yes and no answers, like especially at the beginning of the Intelligence Committee portion of the hearings with right. Adam Schiff doing the, the quick rapid fire, almost lightning round right at the start with, did ah. this happen? Yes. Did that happen? No. Did this other thing happen? Yes. And that was a great bit of encapsulation where you didn't need Robert Mueller to necessarily elaborate on every individual thing, but okay. to have that soundbite size back and forth, the ping pong of that was, I thought, was really, really compelling because you were able to get a lot of information into a very short span of time. And I think that's also yeah. where the unpatriotic thing you, came out. You, you, I, and I'll get right back on track here. But you uh, triggered my memory as to the point that I lost earlier, which is I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm glad we're getting back to this. Uh, when we first heard from Jerry Nadler, yeah, uh, from behind the scenes that he was interested in impeachment, we also heard it from Adam Schiff. I think Adam Schiff has been in favor of impeachment. I know this is going back a point, but I, I, I believe he's been in favor of impeachment for some time, but fearful to speak because of Pelosi. I think. He will speak soon enough. I think Schiff is very married to the idea of of trying to seem 
uh, like an impartial prosecutor. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I think that's what that's about. But back to your point about Mueller, uh, you know, he, he had some shaky points, but it was what, what he did say uh, as opposed to the questions he didn't answer. Uh, he, he said so much, including uh, the, the charge about uh, not being uh, not being patriotic, finding that, uh, uh, you know, WikiLeaks is uh, WikiLeaks endorsement by Donald Trump. Uh, Mueller calling that an understatement as far as being problematic is yeah. concerned. Yeah. Uh, you know, he clarified that he didn't uh, clear uh, Trump of collusion because he did not address collusion. He 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 confirmed that he did not clear Trump of uh, of obstruction, uh, and and gave reason to for continued investigation of that. Uh, there was so much that he he poured out in that report. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things he went after Don Jr. He's found Don Jr.'s interactions with WikiLeaks uh, to be disturbing, uh, subject to investigation. I guess that's still maybe an open question. The relationship between Don Jr. and WikiLeaks. Yeah, yeah there's uh, more to be revealed there. And as Mueller said in the hearing, he, he said, go ask the FBI this question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's right. And, and, and this, to me, the high point of the hearing, I like uh, jumped up and cheered a little bit when this happened. <laughs> uh, because, and I know no one else did, but I really seized upon this moment. It was the moment that without using the I word himself, Mueller agreed that impeachment is one of the constitutional processes uh, that he referred to in his report as the only way to prosecute a sitting president. In other words, in his own very weird way, Mueller did recommend uh, impeachment by Congress. And here's one of the things that I think we haven't quite crystallized yet when uh, discussing impeachment. I think we've kind of encroached on that territory a little bit, but the thing that I've been thinking about a lot over the last seven or eight days is that I'm kind of relieved to see the Democrats taking a long view approach. And I think it's important to set a precedent or to continuously reinforce the precedent that if the chief executive via violates the law that we're going to hold him accountable in violation of because of the violation of that law. And right. so that is keeping an eye on history and in this case future history so that if it happens again there is precedent for this sort of thing rather than saying, "Hey, let's take a short-term view of all of this and let's worry about the uh, the weird house districts in Wisconsin that flip from Obama to Trump." Instead of worrying about the near what's going to happen uh, to some of these house districts in a couple of years. The fact is that uh, they're now taking this, uh, uh, what I believe is a more uh, responsible approach in all of this, rather than the short-term political downside of impeachment, rather than focusing on that. that. You know, I saw a a clip, I forget, I think it was on uh, Chris Hayes' show, uh, with Rob Reiner, and then there was this uh, Democratic congressman, I think, for, I want to say from Wisconsin, I'm not entirely sure, all I could remember from this guy was he was wearing basically what looked like a zoot suit. It was like a pinstripe <laughs> zoot suit from 1942 or something like that. And this guy was whining and whining, whining. we can't do impeachment because I barely won re-election in, in 2016 and now or 2018 now i'm up again and you're, you're jeopardizing my political future by doing this well you know what if if a couple of members of the house get sacrificed in this process i hate to say it because i know we need every votes but so yeah. be it 
I mean, granted. Well, yeah, I know. Do we want a Republican in there instead? I, you know, I do think they should shut up and stop whining. I think that they should run in their district the kind of campaign that will succeed in their district. If they don't want to talk about impeachment, they don't have to. If they want to focus on kitchen table issues, they should, by all means, I believe all candidates in both parties, uh, for any office, should be talking about yeah. those issues. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't wish for their destruction. Uh, uh, you know, and and I, I would miss them a bit if they were gone. Uh, I don't think they're going to be a problem uh, if they stay out of our way and go do their thing in their district. We'll be fine. You know, I want to talk now a little bit about. Chuck Todd's reaction. And I hate to single out Chuck Todd alone because no, go I know ahead. there were others who were like this, but Chuck Todd was one of the most egregious offenders on that day, on the day of the Mueller testimony, yes. I believe it was Wednesday, yeah. where he jumped out and said, you know what? This is a disaster for the Democrats. And I could have... If I had been around, I might have predicted a response like that from Chuck Todd because, of course, everything. I mean, in fact, there's a meme that goes back, I don't know, 10 years. Remember uh, the 2008 election? There was a meme going around the blogs and and social media at the time where everyone said, you know, whatever news that came out, we always said, oh, that's good news for John McCain. That was the meme. That was sort of the the zinger (laughs) that we had at the time because the way the cable news press uh, behaved toward every news event that had at least something in some way tangentially to do with the election, always good news for John McCain, always bad news for the Democrats. How'd that work out, by the way? I know. I mean, that is the script that they wheel out every single, especially every single uh, election year. But in terms of what happened uh, last Wednesday with this testimony, um, Chuck Todd jumped out right away with that scripted bullshit that they use every single time. Everything that happens, bad news for Democrats. And somehow he, he Chuck was Todd, not alone. Yeah. He was not alone. You know, even even the New York Times and the Washington Post uh, and other papers, other outlets, other analysts were saying, well, that's it. It's over. They tried. No good. And, and again, they were just looking at it in the wrong way yeah. uh, and, and doing some damage with those assessments, certainly. But they were. They, it was simply a matter of looking at it in the wrong way. And and uh, that's what they. Not only is that what they were doing, they were proven wrong inside of what forty eight hours. Yeah, yeah. Because it didn't turn out to be a disaster for the Democrats. No. I mean, I don't. No. I I mean, certainly it may have been more compelling television for cable news if Robert Mueller had come out with guns blazing like Yosemite Sam with you know an effigy of Donald Trump on fire or something like that. And in the Trump era of reality, reality yeah. TV government, that's what the audience wanted. Yeah. Uh, not not uh, even. Democrats would have, I understand the disappointment of some Democrats who were hoping for more, maybe not Yosemite Sam, but maybe a little more than what we saw that day. I know I certainly wish for more than what we saw that. But when I look at the content of that, uh, we, we did very, very well in terms of getting at the truth, getting the truth out there. Uh, and uh, and getting some things out of Mueller. You know, he said, this was my, my theme of, of last week's report, summing up the, the Mueller testimony. He uh, One of the headlines that I wanted to use for the newscast but did not is, he said the things he said he would not say. Uh, and, and because he said that he would go outside of the, not go outside of the report, and yet he did uh, yep. on, on, on multiple occasions in multiple ways. Uh, clarifying and emphasizing and adding to what we had already learned. Yeah. Uh, so I was not disappointed. 
Uh, I left the store with things in my basket. I, I came away with something from that. <laughs> well I, put. I don't, I don't know where that comes from, where that comes from. <laughs> Uh, but but I but I did come away with something from that, and <laughs> yeah. and and so I felt good about that, and I was disappointed uh, and a little angry also about the assessments. Oh well, we're screwed. Uh, Mueller didn't come out and dance, but this is the age we're living in, yeah. and and overall as a population, and and face it, we have to win the whole uh, as much of the population as we can uh, in this age of uh, Donald Trump Donald Trump reality show. The carnival barker show business mm-hmm. uh it's hard for what's normal to stand out well the problem was that uh robert Mueller was showing his age and, and yeah that's yeah part of it. and and that was kind of part of it but the fact is that donald trump himself shows his age all the time i mean this past week <laughs> he said he said something like what did he say bar partisan he is it like he was delivering some speech yesterday i think it was his uh remarks but prior to signing the 9-11 victims compensation bill which yeah, he took yeah. entirely he took all the credit for it didn't even invite the Democratic right. author of the bill to the White House to participate in the signing of the bill. No, but Bob, he spent a lot of time down there. He says he, he says he spent. <laughs> I was down right. there also. I spent a lot of time down there with you. He yeah, says. and then last week he said infantrupen. I don't know what the hell infantrupen is. Otherwise, uh, sounding like a Nazi word for infantry. Oh. I mean, that's what that sounded oh. like. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, everything from uh, what he was saying, infant trooping, he said uh, oranges of the investigation that one time. He oh. couldn't say anonymous over and over again. He just <laughs> couldn't say it, couldn't say the words. Got we, we, the entire Jerusalem speech. My God, where was Chuck Todd about the optics on the Jerusalem speech where it seemed like Donald Trump was stroking out? I mean, there have been numerous <laughs> occasions like that. You know, he once referred to uh, Ulysses S. Grant as you luscious S. Grant. Yes, I remember <laughs> yes. that. Yeah. But I mean, Nambia, all the rest of it. Donald Trump had right, these right. fuck ups all the goddamn time. Where is Chuck Todd and the optics police every time uh, the president of the United States does that over and over again? Where it's, I mean, literally, that Jerusalem, I, I keep going back to that Jerusalem speech, was an absolute disaster. That was the God bless the United States. That thing, <laughs> I mean, my God. And, and, you know, so these guys have the nerve to go after Robert Mueller. But I will say this uh, with regard to Mueller's actual performance. Right. It did confirm for me something that I had suspected for some time now. And I'm not sure if I actually brought this up on the show. I might have said something with Sarah Kenzior on the show not too long ago. But I was suspecting for a while that perhaps one of the reasons why we hadn't heard from Robert Mueller to coincide with the uh, release of the report, or certainly after Bill Barr bastardized it with his memo uh, back in March, uh, was possibly because he had kind of uh, maybe some sort of physical ailment that he was being shielded from the public because of. And so this kind of led me to believe that maybe that was kind of the case, uh, where I think he may have taken on more of a figurehead role in, in some of this, where, uh, who's his deputy? Aaron Zebley. I think Aaron, Aaron Zebley was kind of running the show, running the special counsel's office for a good long time, running the day-to-day operations, whereas Robert Mueller was more of a supervisor and overall... Yeah, uh, he was know. less in touch than we thought or hoped. Yeah, yeah. And so that may have explained why Aaron Zebley had to sit next to Robert Mueller and help him out during the actual testimony and why some of his other uh, prosecutors were sitting behind him. Uh, certainly answers the question why we hadn't heard uh, Robert Mueller in press conference situations uh, on top of the fact that, that Robert Mueller wanted his investigation to be of the highest integrity. 
And I think that's obviously the real explanation for why we didn't get a whole lot of press conferences, the whole dog and pony show that Ken Starr put on during the... Uh, uh, that's the real reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, so the, I mean, there's something to be said there about, you know, Robert Mueller not being the same Robert Mueller that everyone remembers from 10 years ago or whatever it was. But, I mean, ultimately it doesn't matter because he was still still had the wherewithal to confirm yeah. huge sections of that report, to reiterate parts of it. And then, as you were saying, Buzz, uh, toward the end, Robert Mueller was, in fact, expanding beyond the four corners of the report and actually delivering some opinions about what he thought of certain things. And it was at the very end, I think, of the Intelligence uh, Committee uh, portion of the hearings where I think he just was feeling a little bit comfortable. I think at that point he... Yes, finally. Uh, yeah, started to let his hair down, so to speak, and, and was able to say a few things uh, that were revealing and interesting and beyond what we were expecting him to say. So I, I think ultimately you have to put this in the win category because it's now gotten us to... Oh, oh absolutely. ...an impeachment inquiry. We now have uh, sound bites that the news can play of Robert Mueller and his integrity and his, his level of authority confirming all of this shit that we've been talking about for two and a half years now. Uh, and it's all, all upside at this point. Yeah, it's been an agonizing journey. Even these last uh, few Democratic uh, nods for impeachment yeah. uh, that we've seen, this last dozen that have come in since Mueller testified, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, this was hard fought, you know, and, and this was another situation where we thought, Mueller's going to be great, and then uh, the vast majority, if not all, of the Democrats in Congress will be on board for impeachment. And once again, we were sort of disappointed that it did, didn't go that far. We're encouraged. I mean, I, I think we're, I, I feel more confident uh, about going forward than I've felt before because we are almost a half. Uh, the good news is we're almost a half in, in the House of, of Democrats yeah. favoring impeachment. The bad news is we're almost a half in the House of Democrats favoring <laughs> impeachment. Uh, you know, so it's 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 the glass the glass is half full. The glass is half empty at the same time. And uh, but but it, it, the trend is good. The trend is encouraging. And it's just it just seems like it's more out there now uh, than it's ever been before. And I don't think you can put that genie back in the bottle. Well, now we're going to see behind the scenes a lot of wheeling and dealing. We're going to see uh, Steny Hoyer and Nancy Pelosi busily finding out who they can, uh, whose arm they can twist, who they can cut a deal with to get them on board too. Because now it becomes the thing that Nancy Pelosi is really, really good at, and that is building a coalition. Yeah, sure. Putting together all the votes, get it, making sure the entire caucus is voting as one. Yes, crushing the opposition. <laughs> crushing the opposition. Uh, yes. That's yes. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I want to get into uh, Russia here in a second. Uh, Russia. Uh, we have confirmation from the Republican-controlled Senate Intelligence Committee that Russia yeah, right? successfully invaded. 50 goddamn states and we're able to get into election systems in all 50 states expanding this as we drip 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 closer and closer to finding out that oh yeah yeah they really did fuck with the outcome of the election yeah how about uh, that what, what so, could possibly go wrong i know i know so uh before we get into that i want to talk about plexiderm buzz i don't know if you've tried plexiderm yet buzz but 
Oh my God! This is I have not I have not but R- Randy Rhodes, <clears throat> Randy Rhodes is using it uh, because uh, she premieres her show uh, premieres on uh, on uh, Free Speech TV. On yes, Direct indeed. TV, yeah, uh, about the time well, a little before the show's being released, about the same time this show's being released. Yeah, and she said she was using uh, Plexiderm. Uh, because she was worried about going on high def TV, <laughs> and that's a great, that's a great excuse to use it. If you're also going on high def TV, I mean, now I, everyone's got a high def uh, television camera isn't, in their pockets. For God's sake, isn't doesn't everybody get a high def TV show? Because uh, if you if you do. <laughs> If you're one of the lucky few, uh, then you you need Plexiderm. <laughs> and you know the greatest thing about it, Buzz, is uh, Kimberly and I have both tried it. And uh, the thing that blows me away is a lot of these things that you hear about skincare treatments and so on. They take months and months to work. Like there's a, there's Who one that's the out time. there. Yeah, exactly. There's one out there that they claim will take care of you know dark spots and things like that, discoloration, sun damage on your skin. You soaking doesn't help. It doesn't help. But what you have to do, you have to wait for I don't know six nine months to maybe possibly see results not see. with plexiderm we're talking about a matter of minutes with plexiderm you put it on your skin where you've got fine lines wrinkles eye bags and so on you put on the plexiderm and they disappear literally as you're standing there looking at yourself in the mirror uh and you know i'm not talking about days or weeks to work again plexiderm is clinically studied uh to visibly eliminate under eye bags and wrinkles in just a few minutes. The science behind Plexiderm is incredible with clinical studies to back it up. If you look older and tired because of crow's feet, wrinkles, under eye bag, is it crow's feet or crow's, am I saying, I keep saying crow's feet, okay. Yeah, crow's feet, no S. Yeah, crow's feet doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, But you can look younger in just minutes with Plexiderm. See for yourself, give it a try yourself, take the experiment, take the plunge, watch a real video with real people and see how fast those crow's feet, wrinkles, and under eye bags disappear. Those results are backed up by Plexiderm's 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Go to TryPlexiderm.com and use the coupon code SEXYLIBERAL. That's two words, all caps, SEXYLIBERAL, for our discount. That's triplexiderm.com with the code sexy liberal. You can't miss it. Or call 1 800 685 1292 and mention sexy liberal. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show. All right, here we are. This is uh, Alex and Megan McDuffie on the show again from their hero album, a song called Avenger. I'm playing this because I, I watched uh, Marvel movies all week last week. Just sat on the couch, just watched, I don't know, I must have seen a dozen Marvel movies. Some of them I hadn't seen yet. Uh, a lot of them I've seen many, many times. Uh, and then, you know what else I watched uh, is the new Karate Kid series from YouTube Red called Cobra Kai. It is buzz. It is really, really great. Uh, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's it's a lot of cheese. <laughs> it's a love letter to the nineteen eighties in a certain I way. I like cheese. I, I like I like the eighties. I love the eighties. Eighties were very good to me. Yeah, I mean it's it's really um, it, you know it's I feel weird watching it because I'm I get cynical about these things sometimes. Like oh okay, it's a cynical cash grab. They're just renewing this thing. They're rebooting this thing that everyone loves from the eighties and going oh hey look it's. 
it's Daniel LaRusso and oh hey look he's at the grave of Mr. Miyagi and oh look there's Johnny Lawrence played by William Zabka and uh, but it's actually much more than that it's really really great really really great show and I'm, I'm so glad I was able to discover that and watch a I don't know. I must have watched. I think I watched the entire first season. Really excellent. So, by the way, don't, don't you think you and I have a future in infomercials? <laughs> I, I think, think we do. <laughs> I was listening to the last spot we did, and I think we're. I think we're good. Yeah, wake up and smell the Ronco hair paint. I'm. I'm lined up. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I, I've got the uh, balding starting, so I can. Uh, right, and 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 about the music, I you have a new. Uh, it's time. It's time. It's due. You have a new music show coming oh, up this weekend. Y- yes. Thank you. Another yes. thing that I just was about gonna... you're just just about finished with it, right? <laughs> I, I I totally forgot. I had, yeah, I had see, no this idea. This is why this is why I'm here to remind you, Thank and because you. I'm a I'm a big fan, and I think a lot of other people are big fans too. Yeah, we really enjoy your uh, monthly music program, uh, in which you play all the songs that you play in and out of the commercials. On all your other shows. Yes, yes. All of us. And by the way, what do you what do you have against Mondays? Why don't you do a Monday show? <laughs> well, Buzz. Hey, if anything, I worry that you work too much. So I'm just giving you a hard yes. time. Really, really difficult to sit here for 90 minutes and talk into a microphone in my underwear. That's tough. <laughs> tough, tough gig. Um, okay, so Russia invaded all 50 states, and we are now getting yeah. closer and closer to the thing that we've been talking about since uh, November 9th, 2016, which is Oh, yeah, Russia fucked with this election. Uh, There's no doubt about that. I mean, it's only a matter of time now before we hear that they were able to change votes. But you know what? They didn't have to change votes. That was completely the actual idea that Russia had to change votes to influence the election is bullshit. I think it's a red herring. I think we don't even need to look at it necessarily, although it would be great to find out whether or not that actually happened. It's Well, and as you've you've pointed out many times, if they get into the registration rolls, which they did, they can easily eliminate uh, voters, and uh, that by default eliminates votes. Uh, So they can affect the vote that way. Uh, I think the concern is far greater that they will be changing votes again more through social media than through actual interference. It's it's also a way of saying, hey, uh, while you weren't home, uh, we found out you have a really nice house inside. Uh, It's it's that sort of it's that sort of thing. I'll say this as calmly as I can. A hostile foreign government uh, that seeks the destruction of Western democracy invaded the voting systems of all 50 of these United States. Yep. Uh, I, I hope I'm not alone here in saying, shouldn't we respond to that somehow, uh, defensively and perhaps offensively as yeah. well? And, and I know there are little efforts here and there, and those encourage me greatly. I know I'm, I'm thankful. I never thought I'd say this. Uh, thankful for the efforts of the Pentagon in this area mm-hmm. uh, because so far they seem to be the only ones uh, doing anything about this. And what little they have done, they have done very effectively uh, and in very timely fashions. So, yep. so I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Uh, this, but I don't understand why nearly half the country, why it hasn't soaked in that we've been invaded by Russia and that we've yeah. been attacked by Russia. It, it, there's, what, that doesn't get a rise out of you? I don't understand what's wrong with those people. You know, had this been the days, you know what, I made this point many, many times now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Imagine in the days after 
if uh, right. Senate Majority Leader, Democratic Senate Majority Leader Tom Daschle decided, hey, you know what? I'm not going to bring the AUMF to a vote in the Senate. I'm not going to bring the Patriot Act to a vote in the Senate either. I'm just going to let this just wither on the vine. Who? Yeah, why do we need any protection from terrorism right now? I mean, can you imagine if that had been the line from Democratic leadership after 9-11? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the, but at the we same live, time. We, we do live in this altered reality. Though. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. We're we're in the process of being attacked. It is happening now. And again, and in the future and in the immediate past. Yeah. And we can just recycle this for the American public. This is just it's it's crickets chirping. My God. (laughs) And and I shouldn't just blame the American public because a lot of this has to do with the Republican Party, which is taking every opportunity to make sure that we continue to be vulnerable to Russian invasion. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Mitch McConnell uh, blocked not one, but two votes last week on well, election four, security. Four, four, if you want to count that one of the votes was for th- a package of three bills. So he really yeah. voted down, it really blocked four measures for improving election security, including paper ballots, right. because that would help the Democrats, he said. Right. Well, you know, because as you and I have discussed before, the Republicans need this sort of thing because they cannot win on the issues. Mm-hmm. A majority of Americans do not agree with their views. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, this sort of cheating is the only method they know of winning. Yeah, so they have to control the system. I mean, we've got to, yeah, as you were saying, a, a series of bills have been blocked over the past couple of weeks. Uh, a Democratic bill passed in the House that would direct $600 million in election assistance to states and require, as you said, backup paper ballots. There was another bipartisan right. bill, by the way requiring Facebook, Google, other internet companies to disclose purchases of uh, political ads to identify foreign influence. Another bill. So it's like I said, there were two bills blocked last week. And you said four. I'm going to one-up that. We're going to go up to, what do we got here? Eight. Eight different bills well, blocked. Well, altogether, this was just in a 124-hour period. Yeah. In the 24 hours after Mueller testified, uh, Mitch blocked eight, I'm sorry, four of uh, such security bills. But yes, uh, his history is, as you're illuminating here, uh, much deeper and longer than that. He blocked a bipartisan bill imposing sanctions on any entity that attacks a U.S. election. He opposed this, and and then it's, he gets up in front of the entire Senate yesterday, Buzz, and, and starts whining yes, yes. because <laughs> because Joe Scarborough calls him uh, Moscow Mitch, which is I think the I greatest will nickname. Not be intimidated. I will not be intimidated. <laughs> well, that's a direct reference to being called Moscow Mitch, which yeah. I love, and I think you know, spread it far and wide, say it and post it as often as you can. Uh, um, <laughs> write it right. If you're if you're a student, write it on the chalkboard or the the whiteboard at school. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, just just put it everywhere, uh, Moscow Mitch, because and this obviously it's gotten to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's keep it up because yeah. it's true. Yeah, it's true. Well, and in fact, here's Mitch McConnell on the floor. I'm sorry, Good. Moscow Mitch, yesterday on the yes. floor of the Senate talking about this uh, this new nickname. Listen to See, this. There, there he is. See? Oh wait, wait a the minute. No. <laughs> yeah. No, this this is actually the sound of a turtle humping a croc. <laughs> it's, not my, it's not Mitch McConnell. Sorry, wrong clip. Uh, all of these le- pieces of legislation blocked by Mitch McConnell, and then he whines. He says, "Well, it's it's these are partisan bills." 
Yes. Yeah. Welcome to the United States Congress, Mr. Leader. I mean, my God, every single piece of legislation that's proposed in the in Congress is is in some level a a, a partisan political piece of legislation, and that's just that's just the way things work. But of course, he's playing to the idiots and rubes in his uh, caucus, and that's all he needs to say for them to go, "Oh yeah, that's exactly right. It's totally a democratic ploy." Yeah. Where? <laughs> Tell me, how is this a partisan piece of legislation to protect all elections not to just to protect elections where democrats are leading in the polls this is to protect all elections from interference and so the only thing i can imagine at this point is that the republicans believe that this is never going to happen to them that this, that they have somehow immunized themselves from foreign no, attack this against is about, them. no no you know what it's i think it's more basically political than that this is about protecting trump yeah. who protects their interests uh, uh you know it, it, the 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 problem is that mitch has accepted a lot of uh, campaign donations from uh, the four biggest makers of voting machines in America. Yeah. So and and these are companies that don't use paper ballots in their work. So naturally this is the stand Mitch takes. He also uh, doesn't want this doesn't want election reform because he wants Trump to win re-election and he thinks if we uh, protect US elections uh, Trump won't get elected again. Yeah. And if that happens then he won't get to pursue more tax cuts for the rich and and uh, be cruel to more immigrants and uh, all the other things that Republicans seem to enjoy doing. Uh, it, it, so to protect the agenda to protect his campaign donations and donors, uh, Mitch McConnell isn't going to budge, um, at least not until he's pressured into it. And I think if we keep up the Moscow Mitch thing, I know <laughs> Democrats in Congress plan to do the same thing. Yeah. The, 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 the plan in the House among Democrats there is to go after Mitch and and just give him the hardest possible time they they can and and I was just writing today and reading that uh, should a Democrat be elected president in 2020 and should uh, the House of course it will I believe remain uh, Democratic solidly uh, we don't know if we're going to win the Senate or not yeah uh, that could go either way and if so if Mitch is still running the Senate he has already said uh, I'm I'm your doomsday guy I'm I'm not going to let anything pass I forgot the term he used yeah uh, but but he's he's going to block everything. Thing, right uh that, that comes from the democratic house which is totally and not not partisan at all right it's which <laughs> is which is which is why all the democratic presidents uh, uh, candidates for president are saying they will use executive powers and emergency orders to go around Mitch McConnell in the event that that happens. But there's also the possibility Democrats could win the Senate. Uh, it's uh, a tough go, but it's possible. You know, it's, uh, I don't know if this means anything, Buzz, but uh, I wrote about all of this for Salon this week. Uh, it's out mm -hmm. now. I think it's at the top of the page at uh, Salon.com. And um, the, the shocking thing is that usually when I write something at Salon, I scroll down to the comments and uh, my hair turns white. I mean, the, <laughs> the comments are just where uh, uh, facts and reality go to die uh, because it's an open comment forum. Anyone can right. comment. You right. don't have right. to register. It's like Huffington Post or, or Yahoo News in the old days, those of you who remember, uh, uh, where it was just a wild, wild west, and I can scroll <laughs> through the comments under any single one of my articles and find dozens and dozens of... Of Trump trolls just mm -hmm. flooding the comments and you know what 
Not a single goddamn one so far. There is not, and there are a lot of comments under this piece today, uh, but very few, if any, are in a, in opposition to what I had to say in this article. And so I think people are beginning to realize, or at the very least, the Trump trolls are beginning to realize that this is a losing proposition. For them. I mean, how do you make a case other than to say, right, oh, right. Ru- Russia, 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 you conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat people. Other than saying that, I mean, there's nothing else they can possibly used to justify not acting to secure our elections, for God's sake. Uh, And I think the reality maybe is setting in that, again, this could happen to them next time. There is no template for uh, who Russia or any other country decides to attack now. We'd better believe that there are going to be numerous other countries that are going to, you know, sort of do knockoff attacks using a borrowing uh, Russia strategy. Uh, but the fact is that um, any one of those countries, including Russia, could flip the script and decide to see if they can elect a whole bunch of Democrats this time. And so, so it right. seems to me as if the yeah. it's a no-brainer, even if you're the reddest of red hats, to support legislation to secure the elections because it, it could happen to anyone and i guess there's some level of protectionism oh yeah we got to protect our 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 cult leader our orange clown dictator in the white house and we got to do all those things to make sure that uh we're owning the libs and whatnot but at the same time you got to be looking at these facts and going you got to be looking at mitch mcconnell's in action and going yeah what what are you doing we're working so hard to rig the elections in our favor by using voter id and gerrymandering and voter suppression and all the rest of it why are you jeopardizing it by allowing saudi arabia or north korea Korea or Iran or any of these other countries, Russia, to come in and interfere with our elections on behalf of the Democrats. It seems foolish. We we heard simultaneously last week, uh, first from Mueller and then from the Senate Intelligence Committee report, the bipartisan uh, report that you mentioned from the Republican-led Senate Intelligence Committee. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and both uh, Mueller and the committee uh, warned us that, as you just said, it, it wasn't just Russia; it, it's uh, it's other countries too, uh, developing uh, already developed this technology. Uh, the Senate Intelligence Committee report goes into a great deal of detail on this, uh, and and talks about the fact that Iran, while not as sophisticated as Russia, has all the same tools and yeah. abilities that Russia has, and unlike Russia. Uh, Iran is anti-Trump. So now you have two outside countries. These are the, and these are the two big ones. There are China. We have also and uh, about a handful, five or six other countries uh, dabbling in. This. Oh yeah, I almost forgot but, about China. China. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, we have Russia and Iran. And and what's funny but not funny is that uh, Russia is backing Trump mm-hmm. and Iran is opposing Trump uh, and supporting Democrats uh, putting uh, Iran is now putting fake Democrats online the way Russia put fake Republicans <laughs> online and so and and then wait there's more you add to this uh, a couple of weeks ago the recent summit at the White House where uh, Trump had all his little troll buddies up to the White House uh, to, to plot their plan for the 2020 election. It's true. Yeah. Internet troublemakers. He had up yeah. to the White House to plot their strategy <laughs> uh, for, for 2020. So now we've got we've got uh, Trump's people, Republicans interfering, putting disinformation on social media. We've got the Russians doing it. We've got Iran doing it. And we've got a half dozen other countries either starting it or poised to do it. 
this is just a mess. It really, really is. And obviously Congress, or at least I, I should say the Republicans, intend to do nothing about it until something happens to damage their prospects of the ballot box. And the fact is that once that happens, uh, then we're into scarier territory where they start to go, Oh, see, the Democrats colluded with Russia to make us lose in these districts that were safe for us mysteriously. And you got to go, my God, you idiots, Uh, you blazing freaking idiots. You had a chance. You had a chance to protect our elections and you refuse to act just because you want to own the libs. And now you're getting screwed by your own dildos. I mean, Democrats, Democrats, on the other hand, including a number of Democratic presidents, presidential candidates meanwhile favor breaking up big tech like facebook yeah. amazon and google mm-hmm. and uh th- this could be the beginning of uh, better being able to control uh the chaos to to to, to uh, help uh, stem the disinformation on social media and specifically these disinformation campaigns whether uh, it comes from Russia, Iran, or uh, Trump's little troll buddies. All right, you know, we're going to take uh, one last break here. I want to come back. And, Again? Yeah, one more break, and we're going to talk about, <laughs> I want to talk about Baltimore and Elijah Cummings and this gigantic distraction that Trump has thrown into the debate, and that doesn't mean it's not valid. I'm just saying that the intention here with Donald Trump is to distract from the fact that Elijah Cummings is cleared to subpoena Jared and Ivanka's email records, and that's why... Part, that's part of the reason. Yeah. Racism's the other, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, that. we'll get into it. I think it's it's all of the above, I think. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> one last break back after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is, and this is a cover of Prince and uh, a project called, uh, I always want to say Sexual Chocolate. I almost did this on the last after party before the vacation. It's Synthetic Chocolate. That's the name of this act. And uh, this is I, I Would Die For You, of course, by Prince. They have a whole uh, like Prince That's tribute cool. album. And in fact, they just released a new album, Synthetic Chocolate Dish, which is a, a series wow. of songs inspired by Prince, but not literally Prince covers. So, looking forward to that one too. Yeah, synthetic chocolate, very good. Synthetic chocolate, sexual chocolate, also very good. (laughs) You see, that is from the Eddie Murphy film Coming to America. That was one of the best. That see now, I remember that buzz, but I don't remember most of what I did last week. 
So <laughs> I can explain that. But yeah, uh, by I the think way, studio studio looks great. You got rid of the rats. <laughs> I, I, shit. Uh, yeah, this stupid yeah. fucking thing. Uh, obviously, uh, Donald that sums Trump, it up right there. Yeah, exactly. Donald Trump. Uh, playing the race card again, Donald Trump using the Republican, the tried and true Republican Southern strategy, securing votes by dividing people racially, and right. uh, that's exactly what he's doing here. Uh, benefit to he gets to distract from the fact that Elijah Cummings now can get uh, Jared and Ivanka's emails, showing that they're doing all kinds of dubious shit with their emails, including using, oh, it's not just yeah, 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 and it's not just that. I mean, it's the other stuff. It's it's uh, he's afraid of Elijah Cummings at this point. Yeah, because, and he should be. Uh, Cummings, he should be. Uh, yeah. Cummings has the power. Uh, Cummings, uh, you know, made uh, Trump and his uh, Homeland Secretary look terrible mm-hmm. uh, by 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 tearing into uh, McAleenan uh, at, at a hearing last week, uh, yeah. talking about uh, children sitting in their own feces in uh, detention facilities. Uh, that I think that hurt Trump a little bit personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about time. Don't you think? <laughs> I know. And and and, and but it also it's the fear uh, that uh, you know that, that Elijah Cummings is closing in yeah. with his uh, various investigations of, of Trump corruption, and uh, he really feels that noose tightening at this point, which is why lashing out. So it's it's a two purpose thing uh, that he's doing here against, again, the advice of his advisors. Uh, he thinks this is drumming up votes in his base, and there's evidence that it really, really is. Uh, and and uh, he also, uh, it, like you said, it, it serves hopefully as a distraction from all the various things that are closing in on him, including the possible testimony of Don McGahn this week. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Trump, I believe doesn't even know the difference between Elijah Cummings and John Lewis. I think he thinks they're the same person, uh, and he doesn't know, and I think that's where he starts. Whoever yeah, they are, they're both mean to me. They're both mean, exactly right. They both say mean and unfair things to me. Wah, wah, wah. Stop whining. Okay, thank you. And so he doesn't know anything about the Maryland 7th either, and anyone who knows anything about that congressional district represented by Elijah Cummings in Congress knows that it's a weirdly and admittedly gerrymandered district that looks like a giant figure eight where only a teeny tiny portion of it overlaps with i think it's northwest baltimore the whole rest of that goddamn congressional district is rural farmland suburbs i mean just a slice of americana uh, that we are all right. familiar with, you know, wealthier areas, poorer areas, basically any congressional district in America is indicative of this kind median, of thing. Median income of 60 grand a year yeah. uh, for a 40 percent white population in yeah. uh, a Cummings district. And uh, and yet Cummings is the man they have repeatedly elected to that office. And, and by the way, Donald Trump is president of Baltimore, too. I mean, he's, yeah. he's president of the United Lucky. States, and that happens to include well, Baltimore. Don't you think they have enough trouble already? <laughs> That's true. Absolutely do you true. Have to, do you have to give them that, too? Wouldn't they be better off without him? I mean, you mentioned the uh, median income in the Maryland 7th, yeah. $61,000 a year. The median household yeah. income in the United States, of which Donald Trump is the president, $59,000 a year. Yeah, big, yeah, uh, big, yeah, there we go. Thank you. 
Now, Baltimore's uh, Baltimore's lovely parts of it. As you know, you go to any town in America, and it's got uh, beautiful parts and it's got dumpy parts. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, you know, we use that's usually where we stick the poor people. Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 uh, Cummings District, no different than your town or any other town. Yeah. Uh, but some really lovely. I love Baltimore. The Baltimore that I know, uh, to the extent that I know it. Uh, you know, it's it just a, a wonderful, lovely, lovely, and imp historically important place. Yeah, and of course you would know, uh, speaking of history, that Baltimore is where, you know, Donald Trump's favorite Fort McKendry is located. <laughs> Which is mispronounced. Well, it's Fort it's, McHenry. But he said Fort it, McHenry on the 4th of July. That's well, in Baltimore. Bob, <laughs> it's where they rammed the ramparts and <laughs> took over the airports. Right, it was in Baltimore. Baltimore. All those colonial airports, you know, right. that Donald Trump claims we took over, right? Jared Kushner owns more than a dozen apartment complexes in Baltimore. Many of them have been cited for hundreds of code violations. And uh, they provide substandard housing to lower income tenants. There's a, a rat problem, too, that. Uh, yeah, well, uh, let's see. They said uh, maggots, uh, <laughs> mice, and uh, something else I don't remember that's bad. Jesus Christ. Maggots. <laughs> yeah. Maggots, yeah. of maggots course. Maggots and mice. Oh, my. Maggots. It doesn't make sense. I mean, you look at Kushner, he's such a wimpy little guy. Uh, it figures he'd have mice instead of rats. Yeah. I mean, he seems more like a mouse guy <laughs> yeah, than a right. rat guy. He, he even kind of looks a bit like a mouse. Yeah, you ever noticed yes, that? Yes, exactly. I mean, that's where I got that, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I so. yeah, so you can obviously compare the Maryland 7th or any part of Baltimore with uh, to, uh, some America? of the. Yeah, exactly. Well, or to places like Kentucky, which I think is fourth or fifth in poverty. Uh, right. Mitch McConnell's oh, yeah. Kentucky, Rand Paul's Kentucky. That's uh, a dump. Yeah, exa exactly right. I mean, so this is completely unfounded in reality. It was just, it was entertaining to be participating in all of this on Twitter when it was all going down because the first thing I did was I went to Google Street View and and just dropped the, <laughs> the little yellow guy onto a bunch of streets in the Maryland 7th. It's completely at random. And, you know, bucolic settings, lovely little neighborhoods with colonial homes and you know, just the usual suburbia, your usual Americana. Yeah. It has a little of everything, just like every other place in America. And, and, and the, the response from some of the Red Hats was like, uh, you actually you went to Street View? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. What, what's uh, this is actually this is Street View from the district you're talking about. You, what? What? And of course, it was a big uh, rabbit hole of bullshit and nonsense. And th so that was ultimately disintegrating the, the conversation. But the fact is, that when you start a conversation based on bullshit, there's only one <laughs> one direction. It one can way go. you can go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, so that's that. It's just, you know, it's just one of those things that now it's it's got the press all asking Donald Trump about Baltimore. Wow. And does he really believe this about Baltimore? And are, are you a racist, Mr. Yeah. President? And of course, he's going to say no. And most of this is noise, of course. The, the, um, the yeah. important thing is that uh, the guy's a racist. I mean, you only have to look at his 
his, his record to see that. Yeah. Uh, everything he has said and done, uh, you know, contributes to that logical conclusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw somebody on, on Twitter today saying, uh, I just because I support Trump doesn't make me a racist. Well, when you look at the things that Trump has said and done, if you support that, then, yeah, you are. Yeah. You, 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 you are a racist if you support these things. If yep. you support the man and enable the man who does these things, then I'm sorry, but you are. And yeah. what worries me, and what worries me here uh, about uh, this string of racial attacks that are, you know, uh, callously done for political purposes uh, on Trump's part, and to and as you said, to distract from the investigations closing in on him. Uh, what bothers me most about it is how it inflames the people. We don't know yeah. yet to what extent. His remarks have had on past domestic terror, including uh, the shooting over the weekend at mm-hmm. the food festival in California uh, from a guy who apparently had begun to lean white supremacist. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm worried about Trump's people. Now, I, I feel like, and, and this is some of my feeling for the show, I think, and for the day and for the week, and that is that. I feel like we got this Trump thing as far as Trump goes. I think it's it's going to take time. It's going to be a lot of bullshit, but we're going to have to go through it. But but I think we can get Trump. I think in the long run we're going to, and maybe even in the shorter run, we're going to get Trump. So I, I feel like that's pretty much taken care of or will be. At least I'm sure that it will be taken care of, whereas I wasn't before. So that's good. Yeah. What I, concerns me, what concerns me is... Uh, Trump's people. Yeah. Uh, I, not only have we seen him fire up this racism, we've seen him fire up uh, people. Uh, the people who've got wrong ideas and, and who are misinformed. And even once Trump is gone, we have to deal with those people, and I'm not looking forward to it. No, no. And, and again, it's another perfect illustration of how everything Donald Trump does is for political effect, and that, yeah. and that political effect is to protect Donald Trump's fat ass. That is entirely how he's making all these decisions. And a lot of this, too, oh, yeah, you know what? I almost entirely forgot to mention that one of the things Donald Trump was watching right before he tweeted about Elijah Cummings in the Maryland 7th was a report what? on Fox Fucking and Friends. Watching. Fox and Friends. Fox and he was Friends. watching. He was watching Fox, and then he did something <laughs> terrible. Yeah, I can't believe it. It's amazing. Shocker. I know. It's an amazing breaking news here at the end how of the do show. We, how, how do we shut them down? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was thinking about. I was literally drifting off to sleep last night, going, "How do you get rid of Fox News?" I guess yeah. if they lose all their advertisers and they no longer have ratings, they're going to have to change their formats. I mean, we've both been in radio buzz. We know that that tends to happen sometimes. Uh, it's just a matter of well, how do you it get got them? me off the air? Uh, <laughs> how do you how do you get to? Yeah. I mean, here we are in our bedrooms talking <laughs> in a, on well, a podcast because of that I, sort of thing. I, 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 I hate to say this because I have people in this, but uh, a lot of the viewers are going to die because <laughs> most of their audience is over sixty five. Yeah. So slowly, slowly, painfully slowly, uh, people will stop watching. Advertisers will stop buying, mm-hmm. and slowly it will change or go away. Yep, I I have got my fingers crossed. I'm hoping that that will happen. I'm God, hoping the I same hope will so. happen for Trumpism. I tweeted this the other day. I said, you know, I, the, my 
Best case scenario is that the entire Trump family has to go into hiding after the 2020 election. That is the ultimate thing. There are going to be lines. You're going to have to wait in line to piss on Donald Trump's grave. That's what's going to happen. Well, we've got the perfect facilities for it. They'll be empty by the time (laughs) the next president is sworn in. There you go. Buzz Burbank News and Comment. You can find it at buzzburbank.com, also at realmnetwork.com, and wherever you get your your podcasts, including, I don't know what the hell's happening with Apple Podcasts, but something... Something's fishy with iTunes right now. Uh, and I know it's in the transition over to uh, becoming Apple Podcasts, but there's just try really, really hard to find our shows, please. Yes, go to Google and Google it. That's all you gotta do. I mean you're already right. listening to me, so why why did you do why did you do something like a search engine? That'll help you. Uh, meanwhile, Sexy Liberal Podcast Network at sexyliberal.com. Jody Hamilton's from the Bunker Podcast, Stephanie Miller's Happy Hour, Randy Rhodes After Hours now on Free Speech TV. So much more. Uh, Dean Obadala's I Want to Be Your Muslim Friend. Sanity with John Fugel saying, and this show. Take care, folks. See you on the postmortem show. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that podcast, I hope you'll check out my podcast, I Want to Be Your Muslim Friend, with me, Dean Obadala, because I want to be your MBFF each week where I'm going to make you laugh while making you smarter, right here on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network.